0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers! Welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, my my favorite, most knowledgeable Witcher fan. There you go. That was, that was complimentary. That one wasn't even backhanded. How do you feel about that? Worried worried like I'm planning worried. something <laughs> yes what so uh, so <laughs> hi, toasty uh we're back. What are we talking about today?
1: uh we're talking about uh uh i don't I don't know if it's everyone's favorite druid, um probably not, but we're, we're talking about mousesack
0: Mouse sack. The man with the Mouse most sack. unfortunate name in the Witcher universe. if I just keep talking with this tone, does it sound like I'm up to something? yes cool good to know uh yeah Massek uh shows up in the show we get to, he actually he gets a lot of screen time in the first mm-hmm. two seasons and um i feel like the actor does a good job with him but i every time every time anybody says his name i'm just like oh that's a that's a weird one why why that name <laughs> i don't know but we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the his life, some of the history, and some of the details that you may not have already known yet. So where do we start off, Toasty? Um, so, uh,
1: Malsek, Um. I don't know why. I keep seeing this, and it seems like I think I misspelled it on every other outline that I mentioned him in. So now I'm just looking at it right now, and it's throwing me off. But Mausek, also known as Ermian, uh, was a skilled and intelligent druid. And was also a good friend to, and advisor to King Bran Tarsak, I think. I'm trying to remember how they pronounced it exactly, but uh, Tersik. Tersok? Tarsak, Tarsik,
0: Tarsik, Tarsik. <laughs> names are hard. Yeah. Uh, also, Especially- speaking of names, he has another name, Ermion. We could just mm-hmm. we just call him that instead of Mouse Sack we could but
1: then we no one would know who we're talking about unfortunately that's true that's true this, they don't forget this name um visor king brand teresac of skelia as well as of course queen calante of Sintra. but we have you know we see most of him uh for that mm-hmm. um but starting with his early life um so his early life is something that was not expanded upon in comic form or was expanded upon in comic form only in um, comic form. right? only in comic form so the next part is not canonical technically but we're going to talk about the different um all the different like as- uh, aspects of the witcher universe in this right uh, episode anyways right. so, so but like, so like know, we normally do yeah to the books um right so malsack was the son of an unknown man from Skellige and Manissa a witch in the service of Frigginal, who was killed in self-defense by corin the future father
0: of geralt what wait whoa 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 (laughs) what kind of soap opera is this first of all who is freganall and wait geralt's father
1: killed moussack's mother
0: what oh weird i don't know if i i don't know if i like this alternate canon comic universe (laughs) i
1: kind of i think it's kind of interesting um So, uh, Mausek's father left Minissa when he was a small child, Uh, not knowing that the warrior killed his mother, the young Mausek befriended Corin and the
0: druid Vecinna. Okay, so Corin, Geralt's future father, kills his mom and then becomes best buds with With Mausek. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But do uh, do
0: you not recognize the name Vicenna? I'm not so worried about Vicinna. I'm just this corn guy. Corn. This is weird. This future father of Geralt. Now best buds. What, with he he's best friends with both of Geralt's parents. Vicina is Geralt's mom. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. But like, but corn's the one that killed his mom. Uh, this is weird. This, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this.
1: Um, uh and they both uh, took him to the druid circle of Mayana. Um even though the Mayana circle was destroyed due to the plots of mages and kings, Mousek and the two older druids were invited by the king to a witcher tournament which was to take place in a special arena, when the tournament helped in, or turned into a massacre of witchers of the wolf school, Mousek helped Geralt uh escape. Um his so, childhood friend.
0: This, uh, is, this is this is that scene.
1: This is that scene. This is right. obviously uh, kind of. Yeah, it's like a middle yeah middle ground young Geralt here um, back whenever. I can't remember exactly when that that comic took place. He wasn't like the Geralt we know now. So um, but he's still kind of younger. Helped him get out of there.
0: <clears throat> nice. Uh, still uh, weird. OK.
1: Yeah. And that's the comic material um, that that uh is presented kind of just showing like early just a bit of like earlier lore
0: about him Mm -hmm. um and i feel like sorry to jump in i feel like this is the kind of thing that happens in like video games or comics when they're like you know we gotta we gotta draw parallels and connections to things people already know so that they care about the character and Mm -hmm. it just ends up being like i don't know way too convenient (laughs) like of all the people in the world it was Geralt's parents you know like a little bit yeah weird. yeah
1: um so another little bit of uh I guess pre storyline that we know um information is that uh, he did oppose the arguments of Elsbald and Stregobor during a council of wizards in which he took part when they argued to consider the children born in the black in the year of the black sun monsters so, so this he was, was there for the- that Right. Like grand meeting, um, to which they came to this decision. Um, get the fucking bot out of here! Yeah, yeah, we're getting <laughs> we're getting bots.
0: Speaking speaking of things that would need to be uh, burned from existence. Um, <laughs> not just not just black sun monsters and all that stuff. Uh, okay, so so uh, this is an interesting point here. This idea that like he was a druid, but yet he was still at the council of the wizards uh, mm-hmm. in the witcher universe and maybe you can shed some light on this that I'm, I'm not so fully i don't fully understand are is a druid a type of wizard is it like a more of like a nature wizard? So therefore is conclu- included, like, like when we see these scenes of like all these different wizards and sorceresses and whoever, right? Like, obviously some of them can have magical control over like plant growth or, you know, all sorts of different kinds of things. Water.
1: I, I think generally, um, and they probably do flex their, like, uh, their kind of ideas because they, I think they are just a bit more, not as like, traditional wizard type as, um, like, you know, a lot of the mages we see, um, you know, with like Stregobor and whatnot, where they kind of stick to a certain area of like magical schools and getting that information there, but, um, so they definitely have like a different approach to their magic, but I do think mostly that it's just the cultural idea of Skellige of where like their magic wielders are like, because we only really see Druids in Skellige okay so that's um, like, their so like their flavor there yeah of because me. of course Malsak is from Skellige and you know ends mm-hmm. up coming and and you know being advisor to Calanthe later but he is originally from there so I think that's just kind of the idea is because you know they have all the druid circles in Skellige and whatnot and we don't really see them um right down like mainland continent
0: OK, well, that, that clears it up. Thanks for for uh, answering that. OK, so was this was this scene with uh, the uh, wizards getting together, talking about the Black Sun monsters? Was this only in the comic still?
1: Uh, No, this. So this is just a little bit of like information we know from, uh, I guess.
0: His background uh, from the books. Yeah, his
1: background uh, was probably just a, a line thrown out there i'm trying to remember specifically but it's like as we know the the books are a little wordy sometimes with the dialogue so it was probably like kind of thrown out there at some point mm. probably not even by him it was probably just thrown out at some point maybe Geralt was like oh yeah my friend moussack was all did you know talk about i don't know right, um, right but right. like we do know this from um you know his background from the books what little we do know right
0: <clears throat> So next we move forward in time to events that absolutely happened in the books. And mm-hmm. we've seen in the show specifically, right. uh, you know, with Calanthe and the dinner and all that. So how, do, how does that play out?
1: Uh, so, um, I think they don't really tell us as like, they they make a much more finer point of it in the books. Um, but mouse was present at the feast um organized by calanthe to celebrate pavetta's coming of age Mm -hmm. um so like the same scene we see or episode not scene. the episode we see in the show at like the dinner party um he was accompanying uh iced tearsack and crock on crate as part of the delegation from skelliga um he communicated secretly with Geralt's by manipulating bread cu- breadcrumbs on their plates to form
0: runes. I like that. That, is, that this part's cool.
1: So they were like, kind of like, uh, you know, passing messages under the table,
0: right? Um, Except over it, the table and on their plates, but only the, they <laughs> were the ones that only, only ones that noticed. I mean, you would never think to look on somebody's plate to see if somebody's arranging the breadcrumbs in a certain like to say a message or something. That's pretty cool. Yeah
1: pretty much um both men felt the impending trouble of that evening um of course Dooney's return and pavetta's power being unleashed though neither knew the exact details beforehand so they both were kind of like okay something funky's going on here we can we both realize so you know like be on your guard kind of thing mm-hmm. um when everyone at the in- at the interrupted feast finally arrived at accepting duny's claim thanks to Geralt's and Malsack's intervention in the heated argument and letting pavetta decide whether she would fulfill it Malsack warned Geralt of the grave danger he felt mounting in the du- in the room through breadcrumbs again when pavetta's power was uncontrollably unleashed unleashed By seeing Dooney being injured by Rainfarn, Moussack and Geralt use their magical powers to try and put a stop to the rapidly escalating destruction.
0: Right. And Um, this is another one of those things that we absolutely see in the TV show where everything goes crazy and like there's that big sort of explosion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they both uh, we definitely get like they kind of handle it pretty quickly in the show. They think it does kind of draw it a bit longer in in the book um where they're kind of like formula i think they're formulating a plan under a table <laughs> <while they're like laughs> right trying to avoid taking cover the chaos. right yeah um and they're <laughs> like okay this is what we're gonna do so um uh, when everything had settled again in the early morning gerald and mouse did not draw attention to the fact that despite the sun having risen Dooney had not yet transformed back instead waiting to see when he'd notice it himself and amicably laughing when he did when Following Ice Tiersack's marriage with Calanthe, Mausack stayed in Sintra to heal the injured and see to it that Pavetta learned to control her power. Often accompanying Pavetta's newborn daughter, Cirilla, he gained the young princess's familiar endearment.
0: So, this is where we see the fact that, like, he's, at least in the show, he's always associated with Calanthe and then her family, and that connection he has with Siri, where he's kind of parenting her in a sort of way without being a parent.
1: He's kind of like a, I mean, she's like a mentor to her, Yeah, you know, who's like teaches her things and whatnot. And including he's he even like, he teaches her like all like the political things that she needs to learn for being like a princess. Uh, right. Cause we see him like constantly getting on to her for like, you know, right. doing things improper.
0: Right. You know? and, and we see that um, obviously her mother and father are busy or stepfather are busy and clearly having somebody like Mousak there to advise on, well, this is the protocol. This is what you really should be doing. Especially somebody as strong-willed as Siri, I'm sure it was very helpful in that situation. Yeah.
1: And especially like knowing probably like, you know, Pavetta this happened with Pavetta and he is pretty much like, probably like I need to stick around because it probably is going to happen with siri too at some point right um so she needs to i'll, I'll be here when she needs to learn kind of thing right so right um uh, so uh moving on from that uh we get to the story of brocolon which is uh, pretty different from the show um mm-hmm. because uh the show does it like only siri and then of course the little elf boy um in the original uh is much younger um, in the books and mm-hmm. mouseek and Geralt are kind of involved in that one um uh, yeah Geralt especially is involved in the whole thing um Moussack shows up near the end but um yeah there's definitely a bit more going on there uh so so this yeah. is after
0: Siri Siri leaves Siri runs away mm-hmm. right and so uh well we it's end- like
1: during it's during uh because I think I believe she was. To be married off to someone when she was younger, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't like him. Uh, and so she like ran off uh away from them. And then Geralt, you know, of course, stumbles upon her because, you know, the that their destinies are bound together. Right. So <clears throat> right. But in 1263, Mausak was searching Brooklyn Forest for Siri when he came across her and Geralt who were being attacked by mercenaries and helped them defeat the men, uh, later in the trio later, while the trio were resting under a tree, Mausak informed Geralt that Calanthe had canceled series engagement to Prince Kristen of Verdin. And that was the person she was to be married to. Mm-hmm. Um, and upon their return to Cintra with Siri, he would also encourage her
0: to pick her own partner. Moussac hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds wonderful yeah. <laughs> getting to choose um, your own marriage amazing what a novel idea
1: uh Moussack urged geralt to come with them to Sintra and take siri under his guidance as the druid believed their fates were intertwined by the law of surprise which of course we know that they are mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh geralt who did not believe in destiny and thought that one was only destined to die and decline the offer
0: yeah so this is even though this plays out differently in the show the there's definitely a scene where Mausack and gerald are debating the whole mm-hmm. law of surprise and and how strongly destiny actually works or if it works at all and we get the scene where gerald's like he doesn't believe any of it yeah pretty much
1: yeah um Moussak reminisced the old prophecy, the sword of destiny has two edges. He explained that like a two-edged sword that can either serve its bearer or harm them, the destiny of Ciri and Geralt could be pure or sinister. He further explained that the bond between them could be pure, but only if Geralt connects with her as a guardian, or it could manifest itself differently in a negative or destructive way if he abandoned her.
0: Yeah, this is one of those points that uh, in every in every story you have foreshadowing, all of that, right? But this is one of those really great points that that uh, conveys the severity and importance of what's happening with Siri in a way that like it puts you on edge. You know, you're like mm-hmm. you're like oh, okay, uh, may, if this is true, then either this is going to go terribly or it's going to go well. It just depends on. What Geralt decides to do here, and Geralt is not one who believes in destiny, so how is this gonna shake out? It's one of those moments.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh of course, um as we're all probably aware, um he ignores the persuasions of Malsek, uh got on his horse and rode away. There he
0: goes. So, bye, bye Geralt. Uh, See you later. Yep.
1: Yep. But of course, as part of their you know their whole link is that um it's gonna keep coming back yeah he's gonna keep running into her in the oddest circumstances
0: right right Um, which eventually starts to kind of you know convince him of something but what's interesting here is in the books he's convinced of the destiny of death and i don't feel like that is is as far forward of theme or an idea that comes across in the show Mm -hmm. This idea that, like, he's not he's not 100 percent against destiny. He just only believes that your death is destined the way like not the events of your life, just how you end up, how you go out of this world. That's your destiny.
1: They don't really. uh, And one of the unfortunate things, because I do think it's a very interesting, like, concept in the books that they just don't ever talk about is just you know the entire like they don't talk about really the entire idea of Destiny like there's the few little parts but like I mean uh they don't really bring up the importance of this stuff I mean in the original you know dinner party story in the book Geralt like in the show they just make it kind of a joke where he's like you know like Mm -hmm. you know like I don't I don't really want anything so I'll just you know invoke the law of surprise because you know it's bullshit anyways Because whatever uh, i don't and, yeah i don't want you to pay and, anything. And so it's like right. it turns like it ends up being like legit she's pregnant with a child and he's like oh you know i'll fuck but like in <laughs> the books he's he makes a very fine point of like are you sure you want to ask me like are you sure you want to offer me that because In a circumstance like this there's only one thing i can like i can really ask for because it's very important and very crucial especially to like you know witchers in general Mm -hmm. and like he asks Dooney like three times like like are you certain you are willing to offer anything and then invokes the law of surprise and it's a very like important and like dramatic moment of you know the importance of the law of surprise and like in the show they just make a joke about it until it's like you know oh no this is actually important um has yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah wait there's weight to it yeah so
0: it's one of those changes i think it, i don't know it's it's the, we see this in the moving of books to movies and tv shows all the time where these kinds of things are tweaked and I think they do it for a like, well, the audience isn't going to believe it the, the real way, the way it is in the books. So we have to make like Geralt is kind of flippant and he doesn't believe in it. So let's just make it a joke because that's just easier, you know, rather than like the, the way you described, mm-hmm. um, you know, or like uh, another example would be like in the Lord of the Rings films. Um, the character Aragorn in the books is 100 percent sure of his destiny and is heading right towards it. He's very proud of who he is and he thinks he's very capable, but in the movies he's avoiding it and he, and he doesn't, he's not sure of himself. they like, why flip it? Because the audience isn't going to believe a character who actually like is sure of himself, you know, like, yeah, what, why, you know, like, but for some reason there's this like, difference in the way that the the directors or the writers of the movies or shows see culture and the way our culture will respond to things and they feel like if we do it the way the book says it's it's out of touch with culture today so let's just not um, do it like that people
1: like to see the struggling protagonist that's like right unsure of themselves and doesn't like want to want the goal that they're destined for but will eventually right. grow into it and you know
0: yeah, I think Achieve that's the similarity that. between those two things is that idea of, like, who you're destined to be. And Geralt treats it like a joke. Aragorn, in that example, treats it like something that he's trying to avoid. You know, when in actuality, they both, you know, are a little bit more sure about the way things actually work.
1: Yeah, and of course, this is all part of, like, I think the dramatics of, like, uh, because, of course, he does believe in it there. But then, like, later on, he doesn't believe in it. And I think because it, it's also part of, like, the dynamic between him and... Jennifer with like you know because of I think because of his relationship with Jennifer and he believes that they're destined but then it's so like painful because mm-hmm. they clash so much mm-hmm. and have so much strife that he doesn't want to anymore <laughs> right. he's kind of like right. sick of it at this point right so.
0: yeah yeah and Rob notes conflict is more interesting in, in chat uh, I suppose the writers take that and apply it uh, with even more conflict to that story as much as they can it might be but I can also see how <clears throat> there could be conflict around a character feeling too sure of themselves, you know, like you can, you can draw conflict in both directions. Like, or it's- I
1: mean, I mean, people love to see the, you know, like the, the character that's like, does believe in something, but then ends up having reasons to struggle with that belief later. Like, right. Right. You know, that's, Why not? that's something people love. People love seeing people like characters who struggle with what they thought was right, or mm-hmm. they thought was true. And then starting to question it, um, you know, like, so I mean, they could have gone that way because he definitely does. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. So. Yeah. Could have gone either way. Um, true, true. All right. Well, after the break, we're going to get to the events that happen after these things. So we're con- going to basically continue the timeline and then get into a little bit uh, from The Witcher 3. So don't go anywhere. We've got some patrons to thank. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons and big shout out to all of our patrons, everybody who helps support us. We don't have any new ones this week, but we do have 14 current patrons and two higher vampires, Jared M and Ben of Tamaria, who get shout outs every week. So thank you all for your support. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we do have a new review as well. Before we get to the review, reviews, if you want to check out all the different stuff you can get, ad-free episodes, episodes early, new t-shirts, which will be rolling out, I think next week, I'll have to double-check the, the time but it's sometime in the middle of this month got that some new, right, yeah I got think. some new t-shirts uh, Tosi and I have been designing and um, we, we did like the whole monster thing with like the letter f- with the description of the monster to go hunt these new ones are are a little bit different a little bit more stylish and I think you guys will like them so all that stuff's gonna be up on the patreon patreon.com slash Witcher we also have a new review this one comes from Raglan of Povis from Great Britain Uh, (laughs) Toasty's nodding his head Alright, cool, good name Um, This one says A great dive into the lore of the Witcher Five stars Hi fellow witchers Discovered this a few weeks ago And have been hooked ever since The chemistry between you all is great We've got great chemistry Toasty And I love getting a better understanding Of the wider lore in the Witcher (laughs) Toasty's got a funny grin on his face Keep doing what you're doing And stay safe on the path Yours Raglan of Povis
1: Look, Raglan, I appreciate your review. <laughs> you know, it means a lot. Uh, of course. Appreciate all the reviews. Um, you know, all the people that listen. Um just a bit of advice, buddy. You should probably work on your perception of of people because it's obviously wrong. If you think we have great chemistry, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. Maybe it's like Dead- maybe, mistaken.
0: Maybe it's like destiny. Maybe we do have great chemistry and just haven't figured that out yet.
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Geralt and Unifer were destined too, and their chemistry is all out of whack. So, hey, there you go. There you, yeah, go. you don't have to have good chemistry for Destiny, all right? All
0: right. <laughs> but th- Raglan, thank you so much. And every every anyone who takes the time to leave a rating, especially a five-star rating with a review, we'll read those out on a future episode of the show. And uh, you can always drop us a rating on Spotify as well. There's like 400 and something of you guys who have done that. We really do appreciate it. And if even if you don't have, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you have an account, you can just log in and leave us another review. And we'll read out your words on a future episode of the show. So, thank you to everybody for all of your support. Let's move on with the rest of this story about Mouse Sack. Here we go. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. Yeah, Genesis in chat says antagonistic chemistry? Antagonistic.
1: Well, see, yeah, see Rocklin, if you want to hear uh, you know, if you want to hear good chemistry, you should listen to the Cyberpunk Lorecast because me and Jin have good chemistry.
0: That's this just because she's the same. That's just because she's more attractive than I am. That has
1: nothing to do
0: with it. Huh? Huh? Everybody has good chemistry with Jen. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> before we got <laughs> that got more awkward than I intended. Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, sack of mouse some more. Here we go. Anyways, um, (laughs) (laughs) my brain. All right, so what happens after these other events? (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, Mausack eventually survived the slaughter of Cintra and fled. Um, in 1272, he and Geralt met again, this time at Ardskellig, where Mausack, known here as Armian, managed to become the Hierophant of the local Circle of Druids. It turned out that he did not want to let Yennefer go to the destroyed part of the forest, which she wanted to explore. He eventually allowed it only after consent from Krakon Krait, even though he was strongly upset by the sorceress because she, with the help of Geralt, stole the mask of Ouroboros from his laboratory. Uh, His anger reached its zenith Aware. zenith when yin used the mask this rendered the mask useless and also created a huge storm he calmed down a little though when he learned that it was necessary to find siri but was still very angry
0: <clears throat> this is a very specific uh series of events mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it um, i guess it does make sense that he was back at Art skellig because mm-hmm. that's where he came from uh it is interesting that he uses a different name over there maybe that's the his more natural name among his own people i don't know that we yeah. know the answer to that i don't yeah i don't think i know the reason why he's
1: ermian here maybe it's like part of something of like
0: you know maybe, maybe that's it's his last like druid ritual or something that's like his whatever. last name that's what it is he's Mausak sack or maybe, or maybe he's, maybe it's his Mal-Sack. first, yeah, maybe it's his first I name. I feel
1: like it'd be Ermie and Mal-Sack. I don't know. I'm not entirely fair. Yeah,
0: but that's less, that's even more unfortunate if that's like your family name. Yes, I know what a Zenith is, Rob. I just <laughs> said it wrong, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All right, so, okay, so that's, is, that's everything we know from the books. Other than that, he really doesn't show that much?
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, as we know, it's Carol perspective i right. mean you know we see what we see these so. are the
0: times that he runs in. he and Geralt kind of cross paths um mm-hmm. all right what about the witcher three
1: yeah uh so we have a journal entry pretty sizable journal entry um should i read
0: it for him i love reading yes, journal entries. um should i do it in a funny voice how does i don't know do what you want who is it written by
1: uh it's just it's just a journal entry they're not always written by every like by a person by whose
0: perspective. All right. So, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll just read it. I was now. saying
1: this is Geralt's journal. Might be kind of thing might be Geralt. Whatever.
0: most druids oh of Skellige. Oh, my God. I would like tear my voice up to keep doing that. Differ from the deeply rooted continental stereotype of a gray bearded old man in white robes bowing before sacred oaks, taming wyverns. Wyverns? How did we decide we wanted to say that word? I don't remember. And pestering, oh, locals, <laughs> pestering local lords with petitions to add yet another species to the list of protected beasts. Ermion, Geralt's old acquaintance, was no exception in this regard. This stiff-bearded, spindly man was the leader of the Druid Circle in Skellige, which... Matches, what we'd previously mentioned. He was also Jarl Krakenkreit's advisor on matters of magic and the mystical, as well as on any and all issues requiring more refinement than a well timed uppercut or a hard swung axe. That is a comment on Krakenkreit's willingness to hit things to fix them. Um, Ermion was known to be obstinate and to have a tendency, quite rare in Skellige, to consider all possible consequences of a particular course of action before it was undertaken. All this meant that conversing with him demanded a considerable amount of time and patience. Giving all this, one can hardly be surprised that Yennefer and Geralt's rash and highly irresponsible actions regarding the magic anomaly, stealing a priceless artifact from a private chamber, being first among them, put Ermian quite out of sorts. This is one of those like parallel things that happens in the games that harkens back to the things that happen in the books. I believe. Uh, I think because
1: no, that part was that part was the game right, right. But, I mean, like I this, this thing in the, they
0: did this in the game right like they they did a similar thing game.
1: i think this is the game like i, I but the, that part i believe you play through
0: that right, right? am i mistaken yeah yeah that's um, what i'm saying is you you play through a situation very similar to what you described happened in the books where Yennefer used the or boris and like basically geralt and yennefer do something rash and he doesn't like it and they use a magic ar- artifact in a way that he doesn't like happens in the book and then it also happens in the game i believe i could be wrong
1: i'm trying to remember i can't i, can't, I, I may have put this in the wrong i don't I'm trying to think
0: unless you this keep, is referencing back talking. to the event no, of, the, of the book but I, I think that does happen and he gets upset about it i'm pretty sure um however despite i'm sure somebody's yelling at the radio however despite his difficult character the and his, well they're listening on their like car S- oh, okay. sound system which is gotcha. still called a radio gotcha.
1: usually fair enough fair
0: and enough. his somewhat taste testy not tasty relationship with Geralt. that would be gross ermian agreed at once to travel to care and help defend Ciri from the wild hence forces when persuasion and reason failed ermian would as a last resort turn to violence and then he became a foe to be reckoned with madman lugos well, i think that's how you pronounce that found this out personally when in a fit of rage she attacked erian and, and geralt as they had in the past witcher and druid stood side by, side by side and fought a common enemy so yeah there you go um
1: yeah and of course uh so there are uh several quests that uh malsac or Ermian uh, whichever you prefer is involved with in the game um some of which, of course, like this, this one that we just talked about, you know, the uh, pursuing like the series path or whatever, of course, part of the main quest line, um, as well as there's, you know, he's involved heavily with the ones that are having to do with deciding the succession, um, in Skellige. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, most importantly, um, he has a Gwent quest. most important, of course the most notable
0: because everybody just plays Gwent most of the time
1: it's a it's Gwent with like a side
0: story right that's what Mm -hmm. the Witcher 3 is Mm -hmm. yeah it's a a card game with RPG elements yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's, that's what it is yeah Uh, so uh, (laughs) so we we, all we have left here is what happens in the show right and we've noted a lot of the similarities and differences already is there anything else that we we haven't gone over
1: right so talked about the dinner party of course mostly everything the same um talked about the differences of the story of Broccolon, although it's there are it happens in a weird way um specifically because of this main difference uh, which is that it looks like mouse did not survive the sacking of Sintra, like he did in the books and games mm-hmm. um after being captured by the north guardians Mausak is brought before kair who has enlisted the help of a doppler to recover princess siri from brocolon forest
0: right and K'ir, this never happens in the books no there's no doppler there's not none, none. of this being captured I mean, there's stuff. a doppler in the books it well there's a doppler Malsak but not at all. not in this not in this situation yeah
1: yep um Kair orders the doppler to take on moussack's appearance um who th- then releases moussack from his chains and the doppler tackles him to the ground shapeshifts into him and then stabs moussack with a knife um and then takes on the guys of moussack to pursue siri who he does find in Brooklyn forest mm-hmm. but it is the doppler and not the real one who finds them and of course they have that whole struggle um because she like siri picks up on it finds out that it's not the real mouse um even though like i pretty sure dopplers are supposed to take on the memories of the person that they shapeshift into as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, we some, won't talk
0: about that. Uh, there's, some, you know, there's some TV show, uh, eh, eh, stuff going on it, here, but yeah, I think that maybe the idea
1: is that he got careless because he was tired of answering the questions or something and sure. slipped. I don't know. Um, right. But she figures it out. He like gets revealed as a doppler and she runs off. Um, and this is how she kind of ends up getting separated on her own for longer. Right. But that is the big difference between Netflix show and Canon content. So. Yeah.
0: And the biggest, <clears throat> the biggest part about this is that he's no longer alive. So whatever they do in the rest of the Netflix series over the next few seasons, he's not going to be at least in the time like current timeline as it moves forward. Maybe flashbacks again, but Nothing else moving forward. Whereas in the books, he's still around.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering, like, because obviously he can't become, like, Hierophant of a group of druids if um, he's the Doppler. Like, if the Doppler can't do that because they don't have magic per se. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And, and the Doppler's not going to want to maintain that of it. personality for, like, forever. Yeah. I would and I'm
1: wondering what, like, how they're going to be, because, like, my, I'm fairly certain that that Doppler is doo doo. Because mm-hmm. they, like, Kaya gives them, like, a scar right, right in the same place, the same placement of the scar. So Assuming it's supposed to be Doodoo, I'm wondering how that's going to play out considering that, like, you know, the Doodoo that we know never killed one of Geralt's childhood friends? Um, so, like, is going to be, like, a bad guy or if Geralt's going to, want to kill him or yeah, what? Or if it he just never tells him, I don't know, like,
0: Yeah, in my world doo doo is a necessary evil. Like once a day or so. Um so that's it. That's all we have about Massac Mouse Mouse Sack. To- toasty just stopped moving he's just turned to stone i just cast a spell on him and now he's not moving anymore uh so that's it for him you know we should do a, a doo-doo episode speaking of doo-doo but instead of that for next week because we've got uh valentine's day coming up Toasty, where are we go next
1: have a very special uh bestiary episode for you next week that you will find out about
0: we're not going to tell them no, we're not going to talk. All right. You just have no, to tune in. you see. You have to they'll tune in see. find out, find out mm-hmm. how, how, uh, how love moves us in the future. So thanks for tuning in everybody. Testy, you got anything else going on you want to share before we head out?
1: Um, like I mentioned prior, uh, I do the cyberpunk Lorecast with Genesis. Um, if you're into cyberpunk or, you know, that the games, the, the tabletop, whatever. Um, and I also, uh, the cyberpunk red actual play podcast Cyberpunked cyberpunk apostrophe d with the fumbling Four and almighty crit gang
0: there you go go check that stuff out you can find it on whatever podcast you're listening to this on or RobotsRadio.net for links and uh, you can find all the my other shows and my stuff I've got going on all sorts of fun stuff but just come join us on the discord come chat let us know your thoughts about the games and the books and the TV show and all that stuff and uh, until next time Stay safe on the path. We'll see you then for our special Valentine's episode. See you later everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games, and the books, and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.